0: Our scripture lesson this afternoon came from Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church. And in that first letter, we find these words penned. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body lately I've been thinking a lot about the spiritual condition of our church and by spiritual condition what I'm referring to is how we as individuals grow in our relationship to God and on a more general level how are we growing collectively as a group of believers While we say we are the most hospitable church in the world, that speaks about what we actually do, how we care for each other, how we love each other, how we make people feel welcome in our fellowship, says a lot about the church. But I really want you to know that what's most important is not what we do or what we are doing to be hospitable, but I'm also more concerned about how we and who we are becoming. In many ways, our vision statement, which says conforming to Christ, really is about change and transformation. But I think I want us to really get to understand is, are we really making a difference spiritually in the world? We, we want to change the world and we want to do all these things, but the question that I have for us today is, are we really making a difference? Is coming to church Sunday after Sunday, giving our offerings and being a part of this ministry, are we really making a difference in the world around us? And can we actually see that manifest in our lives? Well, the Bible instructs us that there is no division in Christ. So my thought as I put two and two together and think about the spiritual condition of this church is that if our church... Every person who is in this church, every person who is a part of this ministry, every person who has anything to do in this church, whether you're an usher or you're on the choir or you serve on the ministerial staff or, or you do anything in this church. If for some reason there is a sense of divisiveness and division in this church, then what I'm simply saying to you is that we are spiritually in trouble. Now, this doesn't mean that every time we get together, we get with each other, that we're all going to be in agreement. What I'm simply saying is that there are some things about how we function as a community of believers that can give us insights into whether or not we are, in fact, a unified body. So it's with this thought in mind that I want to speak on a subject of unity in the church. And I have thus titled this message, The Body of Christ. The body of Christ. So what do we really mean when we talk about the body of Christ and that we are one body? What are we really talking about? Well, we're talking about unity in the church. Listen, we don't need a church environment to understand how organizations work. If you've worked in companies or around people for any number of time, it doesn't really take much for you to realize that sometimes people start these gossip rumors about you. You know how it works. You get a group of people that hang out long enough with each other, and before you know it, they see somebody that they have absolutely no reason to be speaking against them, but they do anyway. You and I know that you don't even need to get past high school to know that some people will start some kind of rumor about you that is so far-fetched that you wonder where on earth, or better yet, where in hell did they get that from? People are always quick to talk about you, but the moment you start talking about them, it's a total different story. Unity is something that is not lost only on the church, but you don't even need to look further than even in your own families Sometimes for reasons unbeknownst to you people just seem to always feel comfortable saying things about you that are just not true unity in the church is something that we would think that since every person believes in the same God that we would at least at least be unified around that. But you don't need to look too further again to see that there are AMEs, there are UMEs, there are MMEs, there are Baptists, there are Presbyterians, there are Roman Catholics, there are this, there. I mean, where is the unity in the church? So I want to talk about unity. And I think you need to understand that sometimes, spiritually, what is wrong with the church is not so much that there's anything wrong with the church, it is what's wrong with you. Most of us are familiar with the metaphor that Paul uses in the text. Paul talks about being the body of Christ, and in this body of Christ, He talks about the hand and the eye and the foot and the ear. And generally what Paul is getting at, he's kind of saying that, listen, you don't have any reason to look at any part of the human body and think that it is not necessary because it's not as important as other parts of the body. You may think that maybe because you have a foot, Right, That, okay, maybe I can still get along without the foot. But brothers and sisters, you need to understand something about how the body actually works. Paul is saying that you can't look at any person or anything in the body and think it insignificant. So I can appreciate, for example, that we want to be unified. But here is where I struggle in the text. Let me give you an example of what I'm kind of driving at as I talk about the body. And then I'll bring it around back to the spiritual condition of the church. In a common sense way, we can look at the metaphor. Here's how we can look at it. If my toe is hurting, my toe, my pinky toe, if my pinky toe is hurting, let's face it, it's going to affect my entire body. I'm gonna be miserable, I'm gonna be uncomfortable, all of me, even my pinky toe is hurting. And it's going to cause me problems throughout my whole day if it's annoying me wherever I go. You all know what I'm talking about. But here's where I struggle in the text. Whether or not my entire body is being impacted by my pinky toe, it doesn't change the fact that it's my pinky toe that's the problem. So my whole body is affected by my pinky toe, but my pinky toe is the problem. It is what is causing the problem and I want to get rid of the problem. So I have a choice to make. If my pinky toe is the problem and my pinky toe is offensive to me, I have scriptural evidence to support me cutting it off. Sure, it would be painful for a little while, but eventually the pain would go away and my body would be relieved of the discomfort of my pinky toe. Y'all not convinced? So if my tooth is aching, you know what it's like to have a toothache. It impacts your whole day. Your whole, every, the world stops. I can't sleep. I can't do, I can't eat. I'm just completely struggling. So if my tooth is the problem, I have scriptural evidence that tells me that if that is the problem, I can extract the tooth. Sure, it would be painful for a while, but after a point, I'm going to find some kind of relief from that problem of my tooth. But if you know life the way I know life, you know that pain and trouble doesn't always stop with the pinky toe or with the toothache. You see, invariably, after I cut off my toe and after I extract my tooth, now my hand is going to start to act up. So using the same principle of getting relief remove the toe remove the tooth you now are faced with the choice of do i remove the hand you see what i'm trying to get at is the the methods the prior methods work for how you get rid of the problem but you got to be careful because once you start down a certain path you might find that you end up in a place That you did not want to be in the first place. You see, if this keeps on going for a while, first it's the toe. Then it's the tooth. Then it's the left arm. Then it's the right arm. Then it's the right leg. Then it's the left leg. Then the question becomes, what happens when the pain is being caused by the head? Do you apply the same method and cut off? the head what I'm trying to say to you is that brothers and sisters sometimes you need to take a real deep look at what is really driving at the pain and sometimes it's not what you think it is I use this exercise to demonstrate a little bit and I want you to stay with me church because we're going somewhere I use this exercise with the toe and the tooth and all of these because I want to get to what Paul is driving at in verse 15. He says, If the foot says, Because I'm not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. <laughs> in other words, just because you say the foot, is not a part of the body or the tooth is not a part of the body or the hand or is not a part of the body or a member of the church is not a part of the body or a steward is not a part of the body or a trustee is not a part of the body or an usher is not a part of the body does not mean that they aren't. See? I'm stretching the metaphor. Because what you need to understand is sometimes when you've got problems in the ministry... It's not always the person in the ministry. You may remove the person in the ministry and that might be an answer. But you always have to remember that what we're really getting at is the spirit. That's right. We're always going after the spirit. Because spirits need bodies in order to be able to do their work. Sometimes you are people on your jobs or even in your Places of, of, of education, or even in your homes. And what you need to understand is sometimes they could be getting on your last nerve. And the only solution is to remove them. And that might be the way to go. But pay attention to the spirit that is working. For the spirit might go, be gone with the individual, but it may come on, rise again in another one. That's so we always want to get to the root. Now, now Paul helps us. And I'm going to I'm going to try to let you know that sometimes taking steps to remove them as I said doesn't change the fact that doing this over and over and over again may cause you some measure of relief, but it doesn't really get to the pain. Paul says, on the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary <laughs> and those members of the body which we deem less honorable on these we but bestow more abundant honor and our less presentable members become more presentable whereas our more presentable members have no need of it so so here's what I'm saying church each member in our congregation now I'm using the word member because sometimes you'll have people who are members part of the body but then you've got some that look like they are members, but they are not part of the body. See, we want to make sure we know the distinction. So, so, so here's what I want you to understand. The fact is, if being one of the body, we can identify that their spirit is tied to what's going on in the church, then we can identify and say, yes, they are a part of the body. Now, now I got two questions. Are we still one body when you have something that I want and you refuse to give it to me? Are we still one body then? Or how about the other question? Are we still one body when you have a need that I can provide, yet for my own selfish reasons, I refuse to meet your need what I'm talking about is how does the body function in relationship because I'm telling you right now brothers and sisters when you talk about unity in the church more often than not we don't function as a unified body simply because what we want and what we need supersedes what's best for the body so we're gonna look at break this down into three ways the body because I want you to understand Paul's use of the metaphor and this is very important as we talk about the spiritual nature and condition of of our church. We'll begin first with what we call the extremities, the extremities of the body. Now we know that the hand, the foot, the fingers, these are all called extremities on the human body. And they serve very specific purposes, right, for the body as a whole. You got your little, you know, you know even if you look at the hand, if you don't have a thumb, it's hard to kind of hold things with the other four fingers, right? You kind of need your fingers right none of them is insignificant right you need your hands and you need so these all these are part of the extremities of the body now 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 paul uses the metaphor he says the foot can't say to the hand that it's not a part of the body because the truth is the hand can't do what the foot can do now you can walk on your hands and do that if you want but you can't keep that up so in other words paul is saying the hand has no right to tell the foot that it's not a part of the body. Are you tracking with me? No, right. But medical science has done something very interesting when you think of the body. You see, <laughs> you may know that I need my legs to walk and the body is moving from point A to point B because my legs allow me to walk. You with me? But medical science has developed to the point where they now create what we call prosthetics. So if I were to lose my leg, I could get a prosthetic put on, right? An, a, 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 a fake leg, and I would still be able to walk from point A to point B. See? With a prosthetic. Are you still with me? The body would still function. With something that is really not a part of the body it is it is something that is attached to the body but it's not a part of the body it, it you can function with this particular member but they're really not members of the body they, they, they fit the mold they look the part They look very real. They look a lot like the body and like they belong, but they are a prosthetic member. The body still functions, but the whole is not unified. See? So we got to be mindful of the prosthetic members that can do the work, but they're not connected to the body. That's the extremities. Now you've got another part of the body. Now let's take Paul's metaphor a little deeper. Are you still with me? So that's the extremities, the hand and the foot extremities. But there's another part of how the body works that is not always visible to the eye. And this part of the body we call the vitals. You see, the vitals are those organs that you cannot see, but they make the body work. I'm talking about things like the heart or the lungs, the liver, the brain, you you, you know, the the, the intestines, the inner parts of the body that you can't see, but they still make the body work and function. Stay with me, church. These are the behind the scene players. They are necessary to ensure that the extremities, the hands and the feet, and all the visible parts of the body is able to function in the way that they are supposed to within their purpose. So, so like I said, the extremities were like your stewards and your trustees, your ushers and your choir members, and all the, those are your extremities, the, the parts that you see. But the parts you don't see, the heart, the lungs, the pulse of the ministry. Let's call that now the clergy. Let's call that the, the ones who work really kind of like behind the scenes in many ways. The ordained leadership in the church, in the body. They keep the extremities, the members focused. Are you with me still? So, but we know from modern technology that. It has advanced to the point where vitals, such as the heart, can have pacemakers. (laughs) Yeah. Or or your your lungs can have respirators. Things that are not quite a part of the body, but allow the body to still function. Function. See, see, you see, what I'm talking about is you could have preachers and bishops and leaders and elders who have a responsibility to the body, but they're not quite the real thing. They, 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 they can do the function, but they're not connected to the body. They can, they can do the work, and they look good, and you even hide them under robes. But no one knows that really under the robe is the pacemaker that's making the heart, which is the real part of the ministry, working, but it's really not really the heart. What I'm talking about is I'm trying to help you see, well, I'm still talking about the unity of the body. You see, I don't want you to miss the point. The point that I'm making is while you are afoot, you don't have to be connected to the body for the body to still work, because you can be prosthetic, fake, not real, but the body still functions. You could have a pacemaker that is working, but without the pacemaker, you really, the body can't function. So you can have a quote unquote fake heart that's not connected to the body, but it can make the body function. But there is one level, one final level, and I'm still talking about the unity in the church. There is still one, one more level that with this particular level, the buck of the metaphor stops in its tracks. This is the one part of the metaphor, the body, that you can't mess with. You can't manufacture this part of the metaphor, this third level. You, you, You cannot formulate it in a lab, this third level, of the metaphor you see you can you can you can formulate a, a leg in a lab you can make a pacemaker in a lab and the body still functions but this third and final part is unique and you cannot duplicate this third layer and this third layer is the layer of layers and this third layer Is the blood. The blood. You see, when you're inflicted with a wound or foreign agents invade the body, things that come into the body. Now, I'm not talking so much about the physical body as I'm talking about the church and the spiritual body. When these foreign agents come into the body, you see, what you got to understand is that you've got something called the white blood cells. And the white blood cells, they rally up and they'll attack anything that is foreign inside the body. You see, they'll go to the source of the pain and its pain, it, 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 it figures out what's going on. So when the toe starts acting up, the blood causes the white blood cells to rally around and start to deal with the problem in the toe. Whenever things are going wrong in the body, the blood has a way of moving through the entire body, figuring out what's wrong with the body. I'm talking about the human body, but I'm also talking about the spiritual body of the church. You see, the blood is something that you can't manufacture in a lab. And once you find that there's a problem in the body... The blood finds the problem and the blood solves it. Now, now now, medical science is trying to figure out how they can remanufacture the blood. But you can't touch the blood. There's something about that blood. We can have an artificial body and it still functions. We can have an artificial hand and it still functions. We can have an artificial heart and it still functions. But the body cannot function without the blood. It is the part that makes the body one. You see, the life of the body is in the blood. Your help is in the blood. Your relief is not cutting off. It's in the blood. Salvation is in the blood. So when Paul says, you are Christ's body and individual members of it, what he means to say is that we're all unified by the blood of jesus christ so when one part of the body hurts then all of us hurt when one part rejoices so too does all of us rejoice it's the blood now it goes beyond that because you see we got to get to the place where it's the blood that unifies the church yeah. How does this work, Father? We restrain our tongues and we watch what we say to each other and especially what we say to unbelievers as one body unified in Christ. When, when one of our leaders fall, we are careful to conduct ourselves in a way that we do not give strength to the opposition of those who are against us. One body unified in Christ. We are our brothers and our sisters' keepers. One body unified in Christ. And the Bible tells us that we share in the fellowship of Christ's suffering because we are partakers of that most blessed body and blood. So when I talk about unity, the church yes we're gonna have disagreements yes we're gonna have times where we don't all get along so well but make no mistake about it brothers and sisters we are all on one accord that it is true through Jesus Christ's blood and that alone keeps the body together Jesus is the only reason Why we are here in this church. Jesus is the only reason why we're able to make it through another day. Jesus is the only reason why when things are falling apart, we can still get to the other side. Jesus is the only reason. The only reason why the church is here today and why the church will be here tomorrow. Because it's Him And him alone that makes all the difference whether your body my body her body his body anybody's body is still standing and able to live and have its being another day the power of unity in the church can only come through the blood of Jesus Christ so as I said to you before in the beginning I said to your brothers and sisters I'm concerned about the spiritual condition of this church not saying that there's anything bad with us but I'm saying that I want to make sure that when you're having a struggle that the blood cells the white blood cells can work in your favor so we don't have to cut you off. You see, that's the problem with the church. We need to get back to the spiritual reason why you and I are here, and if we are not connected to the blood, then we are not a part of God's family. Be, let me clear, let me be clear. The prosthetic leg got no blood that's right. running through it. The pacemaker got no blood running through it. It is only the parts of the body that got blood running through it that is a part of the body. And in the very same way, my brothers and my sisters, let me be perfectly clear. You may have been going to a church for a long time. You may just be prosthetic. You may have been involved with churches your whole life. Your mother and your father and your sister and your brother and your cousin and all of your connecteds. Maybe part of the body. But listen to me very carefully. Unless you are having the blood run through you, you are not connected. The Bible says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. This past week, I went to visit with a patient. And his family was around the bedside at the hospital. And when I walked in, he had all kinds of tubes and stuff on him. And he was in a coma. And, you know, the family was hoping that, you know, I could offer some prayers for him. And I said, sure. But what was interesting to me was that when, he, when I walked into the room and I was looking at this young man, 27 years old, in the bed, big guy in the bed, I noticed that the sheet was uncovered over his right leg. Because I just observed things in the hospital room. The sheet on his right leg was uncovered, and his foot was swollen, but it had a strange color, a very strange color on his left, right leg. But the thing that was most remarkable to me in that hospital room was that on his foot, the doctors had placed an X. What that indicated to me was that that right leg was ready now to be amputated. You need to understand that the spiritual doctor in heaven is looking at the body. And when he looks at the body, he's looking for the healthy parts of the body. And if he recognizes that there's a part of the body that no blood is running through, then the good doctor is going to place an X on that member for removal. For God will not allow the problem of that bloodless, lifeless, spiritual member to infect the rest of the body. So my brothers and my sisters, Paul did not use this metaphor by accident. He's simply saying that the unity in the church requires that blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, be flowing through you. For that is the only thing that's going to keep you connected to the body.